to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the potential. Caught. Touchdown. Mason Mitch. Krakowski didn't have the angle. Touchdown. Oh, Canyon Drake. A miracle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Cat Chat Podcast. As y'all notice, we're doing shorter episodes and uploading twice a week. Anyways, get started. Okay, guys, uh, welcome to the podcast this week. Actually, this is the first of this week. But um, we're going to go ahead and start by going into the London Jag situation. And to go into depth on that, let me give you some let me give you some backstory on it. So in about 2012, the Jags uh, started going one home game every year over to London to be played in Wembley Stadium. And obviously, Jags fans didn't like that too much, but it's only one game. We still got seven more. And then um, about a few months ago, there was uh, some news that came out that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags, wanted to move another game, so that would be two home games, to be played in Wembley Stadium. That obviously upset a lot of Jags fans. We'll go into our opinions and thoughts as Jags fans in a bit. But obviously, all this COVID-19 and coronavirus stuff has come up recently, and that brought into question, would these games be played? And just yesterday, some news did come out that the games and Wembley Stadium and all international games would be canceled. So every home every home game will be played in Jacksonville. And that's good news in my opinion. But uh, this also does mean that uh, as the Daily Mail of London reported, the Premier League club Tottenham Hotspur and the English Football Association stand to lose millions of pounds, each with NFL games not being played at the new White Hart Lane in Wembley Stadium. So that's what's going on, and now we're going to get into George's opinion, so go on. So I feel like my opinion is that I like them getting canceled just because I have a bigger fan base here in Jacksonville, and I feel like all the Jags fans would appreciate them having a couple more games, home games, that they can go to and attend and support their team that they like, you know? At the same time... um, I don't know if it's true or if it's actual evidence or not, if they're actually losing money. I kind of feel bad for them. But, like, at the same time, we're here to support our our Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville for our home games, you know? And I just, in my opinion, I just like it for the better that um, these two home games came back to us instead of playing in London. And, like, um, in the past years, it's not like it's we're doing the best in London. It's like we've gotten toasted for the past like three years or four years. And yeah, that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And in my opinion, I do love going to the Jags games because we get about 10 of them, not counting playoffs and counting preseason. And since all of those are going to be here, I'm going to try to go as many as I can. But there is one thing that does come into question, though, before I go into my opinion is are these games even going to be played with fans no matter where they are played? Because with the state of COVID-19, nobody's even sure if games are going to be played with fans, if they're going to be at half capacity, any capacity, full capacity, etc. So in all honesty, this could mean nothing for us. But in my opinion, I do like it because as you did say, it doesn't really give us a home field advantage that playing in Jacksonville does. Because for the past few years, people always say, oh, the Jags, you guys have the home field advantage there. 
because you guys have been there since 2012, you built up a fan base. Not really, because if you look at images, pictures, and all kinds of stuff of the fans there that go into the stadium, they're not Jags fans. There's just people wearing jerseys of every team. Nobody over there necessarily has a fan, is a fan. I mean, well, there are fans from over there, but the majority of people just go to see an American football game. They're not necessarily there as a direct fan of either of the two teams playing there. So it doesn't really help us. We've been whooped countless years. It's not good for the rookies, especially with everything that's already gone on this year. Taking them to London during the season would just make them struggle even more. So I definitely am glad that all these games got canceled and that they are going to be played in Jacksonville. I just hope fans can be played there. So to continue... Uh, move on. Uh, what are, or like, uh, move on. To the next topic. What are your expectations for the Jags? Uh, for like, me, give me a record. I think the Jags. It. I don't. I can't really give you a direct record because it just it's dependent on certain things. Because for me, I feel that the Jags can be a nine win, very maybe ten win, but I don't think they'll get to that. An 8-8, eight 9-win eight, team, they can be. If Minshew takes the step that I do think he will take, all the rookies take their steps. The holes that we were fill, filling in the draft, they work out well. And if our team stays healthy, I think we can win those games. But then on the other side of things, if either Minshew doesn't take the step and he just stays the exact same or gets worse, I definitely think we will suffer and not win many games. If we get injuries like we did last year with the linebacker position, with the tight end position, with all of those yeah. things, I definitely think Line. that yeah, linebacker and tight end were our most injured positions last year, but we had injuries all across the board, and that did not yeah. help. That also hurt us in 2018, and that's those reasons why I think we could be a good playoff, maybe seventh seed as they were. They did add seventh seeds. I think we could maybe make that, but or we could go really downhill. But I don't think we're going to be tanking as a lot of people do, and I think we are hardcore yeah, sleepers. I hate that idea of tanking for Lawrence, just because I feel like Minchu is just like a quarterback for now. You know, like he's going to be a quarterback or quarterback, and I just have a lot of trust. And like you said, I I also think that um he's going to go step, like he's going to step step up and show who he really is and show out. You know. Um, yeah. My my opinion on like expectations, if like n like if nothing happened, like if not a lot of injuries, like like important injuries happen throughout the season, and like everybody shows out, I feel like we're eight eight maybe seven and nine. Just really depends, like you said, it it depends on everything. Like depends how the teams we're gonna play, how injured they are, or how our team is injured, or how like. Or like last year rookies or like players right now um are injured or not or how they show out and play just you just gotta put everything in it to predict you know we can't yeah. really do that right now okay but before we move on i want to uh go into some reasons why just because you guys might think i'm crazy i'm crazy for thinking we have the possibility to be this good but let me talk through some players we have so let's start with the wide receiver position the wide, receiver, oh, yeah. the wide receiver position, it wasn't great last year. It was more of, a, it's we had it, it could be depth. It wasn't solid because we had a great receiver and Chark, 
So obviously he was great. Nothing to, nothing wrong about him. But then you get to D.D. Conley and um, oh. and the whole receiver core in general after after them, including Cole. They, they're good receivers, but the thing is, I, I think instead of good, I think the word would be they're okay. I think they're more of wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver fives. And now that we drafted LaVisca Chennault in the second round, that gives us a solid number one and number two receiver. And then it leaves the third, fourth, fifth, sixth position in the receiver room for them and the other receivers so they can flourish at a lower position that they're not getting the top corners to play against. And I think it's just much better for them. So I think we incre- we did we did better with the wide receiver position this year. We now definitely did good on that draft, yeah. Now let's move into the tight end position. So as I said earlier... We were very injured last year. We had, yeah, it seemed like Titans coming off the street, who I think we've already yeah. cut, so I don't even need to go into their names because there was too many of them. And I, we had one good tight end last year, and that was O'Shaughnessy. But the thing is, he got hurt after, I believe, it was week five. And, yeah, week five or six. And if you watched, I've been saying this for a long time. If you watched when Minshew had Josh O'Shaughn- James O'Shaughnessy, I keep saying Josh, if you watch when James O'Shaughnessy and Minshew were on the field, Minshew was they having those amazing. they were having those amazing games and everybody was riding the Minshew magic train and all of that. Everybody was excited. But as soon as he got hurt and we started running out of oh. tight ends and we didn't have any good tight ends on the roster and jo- and Josh Oliver was hurt as well, so we still don't know what he's like. Yeah. But after that, he that's when everything started to go downhill. Because Minshew didn't have the greatest receivers, and he didn't have a tight end at all to throw to. So, And this year, we picked up Eifert, so he's good. If he stays healthy, that's a key word. Then we should have James O'Shaughnessy should be back, hopefully in time for the season. I'm not sure how the ACL is going. Do what? Then Tyler Davis. Yeah, I'm not done yet. Uh, we drafted Tyler Davis, who I'm not really sure if he's going to be the greatest, but I'll get into that later. Um, and then we have Jan- Josh. I keep mixing James and Josh, but we have Josh Oliver to also see if he can do what Chark did, who had a very lackluster first year, but it was mainly because injury, and then pick it up year two. So I think we've definitely got a better tight end room than we did last year. So that's another increase. Now let's go to the quarterback position. Minshew. Okay, so I need to get into the heads of people who think Minshew is not the future. The same people who think Daniel Jones is the future, Drew Locke is the future, etc. I don't get how you can think Minshew, who was in a terrible position last year, who still won six games, he put up those numbers, how is he going to get worse or not take a step? Like I've already Exactly, exactly. I've already seen Minshew take a step. If you watched in the first stint, the big issue with Minshew was his fumbling. And that was that over the games. That was Yeah, that was a big issue, but when when he came back in the second stint after Foles was benched, you can tell there was only a few fumbles and only one of them was lost. And that mm-hmm. and and one of the fumbles actually gained like 20 yards in the last game of the season. But I remember against uh, yeah. the Colts. 
So, in all honesty, I think Minshew is on for a big year. He's being slept on hardcore, and I mean, if you have a fa- if you have a fantasy league, I'd take him late since nobody's going to take him, and just have him on your bench in case he does. Because I think he will go off. So that's the quarterback yeah, position. Now let's move into the offensive line. Now the offensive line, I am not sure about. It's the exact same as it was last year, but the coaching staff. How did the dude from the drafted an O lineman? The milkshake dude, Ben Barch. I don't think he's gonna start this year, but he might in the future. But this year, I think he's not gonna start. So we have pretty much the exact same offensive line. And if you think about it, I mean, we got injuries in the O line last year too. You can't forget actually, that. no, we didn't have injuries in the offensive no, line. That was 2018 because at the beginning of the year we did, but Cam Robinson. That's what I was meaning. Cam Robinson, I'm not sure on at all, but I guess it is a contract year, so that's when guys play at their best, and he should be healthy because apparently that's been the biggest issue with him is his health, and that's the excuse people try to give him. So. This is my last year on him. I wanted a left tackle last year, but we didn't take one. So it just looks like we're going to have to have Cam Robinson, and he's going to have to show out. And he might, he might not. I hope he does. Now let's go into the guards. We have um, Norwell, who I'm not confident in. He got paid and then just lackluster. Hopefully he can pick it up like he's being paid to do. Now, he got paid a bunch. Yeah. And then uh, let's go into the center, Brandon Linder. Okay, so Brandon Linder actually can be a great player. His issue for me is his flags. And because. Yeah, he. He got quite a few. The past years are known for their flags. Every every year we have like a lot of flags. And like the O line, like Linder, every single game he has at least one or two. It just bugs me. Because, like, come on, dude. Yeah, he gets lots of holding flags and just stuff that he shouldn't get. And if he can fix it, he can be great. Because according to uh, stats from the 2019 season, the most snaps with no, no sacks allowed, number one was Zach Martin from the Cowboys with 1,114. This is just offensive line in general. This is not center specifically. So you're thinking of the whole offensive line as well, not just centers. Number two was Brandon Linder. He went 1,083 snaps without a sack, which that is amazing. Brandon Linder can be elite if he doesn't get flags. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of, I got a lot of money riding on Brandon Linder this season if he doesn't get flags. He chills out the flags, yeah. Okay, now let's get to the other, the right guard position. This, this one's the biggest issue probably in my opinion. It's AJ Can. AJ Can. Uh, I think he got the starting job. I don't even know because they were going back and forth all year. Uh, and AJ Can's not that great. The we need a new right guard, but I guess they they have like I said the coaching staff. They talked highly about their offensive line, so I guess they have hope in him. And then. Yeah, we'll see. Probably my favorite part of the offensive line, the right tackle, Jawan Taylor. So Juwan Taylor, yeah. A lot of people did say that he got lots of flags last year, etc. But the thing is, he's a rookie. He held off against so many elite ta- elite defensive tackles and um, defensive ends. And I think mm-hmm. since he's now had an, a full offseason to prepare, etc., he's I mean, going he's- to be great. So I think he's going to possibly be 
if Brandon Linder doesn't get flags, he might be the second, but Brandon Linder and Juwan yeah. Taylor are going like to be the... I like pick from last year, how he dropped as the second round, and we picked him. I love yeah. really good stand. Yeah, we had a great draft last year. So I think the offensive line is probably my biggest question mark. But if you look at but if you look at that that offense, oh wait, let's also look at the running back position. Leonard Fournette's coming yeah. back; he should be fine. Hopefully, he can play yeah. well. They didn't pick up a fifth year option. They didn't pick a fifth year option, but this is next year we're talking about. He's there, yeah, so we still have Fournette, and we have a uh, Raquel Armstead, and then some undrafted free agents as well as Ozigbo. Yeah. So I think our running back position is fine. So if you look at that yeah. offense. Pretty much everything except for offensive line and running back were improved this or should be improved this coming year. Yeah, and yeah. and now let's get into defense. So I think our safety position is the same, but I was pretty confident in them. I didn't really think we needed to draft anybody. We did. He's not going to start, but we're fine at the safety position. They do need to take a step forward, but if they can stick, yeah. up, if they do take, this is their year to make it or break it, like Minshew. They take a step forward like they should. They can be great. If not, we might draft into safety next year. So we did one, but like I feel like he's not. He's not. He's not. He's definitely not a starter. Yeah, we took him in the fifth round. He's not going to start. Um, so then let's move on to the defensive line. So we have Chasen, who we drafted this year. We have he's, Josh. He's going to go off. We have Josh. I don't know why. We have Josh Allen. Who's obviously going to be insane? I mean, throw so, him up, throw him up for defensive player of the year conversation after the season he yeah. had last year, and then taking a step forward, especially mm-hmm. playing with Chasen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. a defensive tackle. We have so many defensive tackles, too many names to go into. But the thing is, all of them—they're not necessarily ma- made for getting pressure on the quarterback, but they're all known for stopping the run, and that was our biggest issue last year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but by us signing all these defensive tackles, drafting, that fixes our issue with stopping the run from the defensive tackle position. So I think that area, the defensive line was improved. Oh, also Ngakwe. I think he's going to play at some point next year because it's going to hurt him in a thousand different ways if he doesn't. And if he, he does, holds out, yeah, if he holds out, it's, it's going to ruin like him. He held out a little bit last year, and it like just decreased his value. And it's if he holds out again, I don't. He's just being dumb at this point. Yeah. Um, the holdout he did last year really just didn't do anything. It didn't hurt him or yeah, help him. It, it was useless. But this this year, it will hurt him if he holds out during the season. Plus, the holdout he did last year, it was it was during the offseason. didn't really matter. Um, yeah. And if Ngakwe plays, we're better. If not, we got chasing either which way. So I think our defensive line is improved. We did lose Campbell. Yeah. That Campbell... The loss at Campbell of Campbell is the one thing that's kind of sad. But like I said, yeah, we got I hated that, we got so many defense. Goes on, but it's okay. We've got so many defensive tackles that should stop the run. And I mean, hopefully, Taven Bryan can do something. I don't even know that anymore. Show he showed out a couple games last year. Should maybe this year. He had a few plays. The one he was the big reason why that Ngakwe got that pick six because he got the pressure yeah. and Ngakwe got to back up. Mm-hmm. Um. But hopefully Taven Bryan takes a step that he should have taken plenty of time ago. Um, yeah. So defensive line improved. Now let's go into corner. I know this is taking a long time to get through, but I'm just trying to yeah. get through why. Because people think we could go 0-16 and, 
and we can, we're going to be the worst in the league. I'm going wide, three wide. We're not because we won six games last year. And look at all the positions I'm saying we've gotten better at. So now let's go yeah. into corner. We lost AJ Boye. Okay. Right, and, off, right off the bat, we drafted a first rounder. Yeah, I'm getting there. We lost AJ Boye and we lost Jalen Ramsey last year. So we lost the two corners we were known for last year. Well, for one, AJ Boye has been regressing. So as much as I like AJ Boye, I think we could have improved. We could improve from him, and we did. He's get- hurting the bank. He was getting a lot of money for like middle had, plate, like you know. He had the highest cap hit of all corners this year. If we didn't get rid of him, and that's above every other corner in the league you can think of, and he's not worth that. So, and we got a fourth round pick out of him. He was expected to be cut, so I think that was good. Um, yeah. And we drafted C.J. Henderson to replace him. Actually, I think C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson is replacing hey. Ramsey. Uh, C.J. Henderson was he was he was pretty good last year. I think C.J. Henderson from from Florida. I think C.J. Henderson could be good. It's just uh, gonna have to see that first. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. there's some issues with uh, him stopping the run, but he's a corner. Don't hold that much against That's him. That's not his biggest job. I think C.J. Henderson can be good. And then we got Trey Herndon. I have so much. I love Trey Herndon. So, so out. Like, let me go into some. To be. Let me go into some stats last year. So Trey Herndon. Um, this out of all corners, the highest, the lowest catch rate allowed with um, seventy-five targets or more in twenty nineteen. Trey Herndon allowed the lowest catch rate at forty-six point three percent. So, and then based off all stats combined. Pass, passer rating, catch rate, interceptions, target, TDs allowed, etc. Out of all corners, he's ranked six by a that's, stat that's, by specifically stat. I will take that. I will take that. So, and I think him staying at number two next year, he'll take a hopefully another step forward, and he can be a great number two corner. And I'm excited for Trey Herndon. His only issue is he needs is when he does let up a catch, he lets up a lot of yards after the catch. That's his only issue. Yeah, he, he yeah, hit the tackling, yeah. And he had two interceptions, or I mean three interceptions last year. Should have been four, but one of them yeah. was ruled to touch the ground. So that's Trey Herndon. Now let's go to the final defensive position, I believe. That would be linebackers. Our linebacker core went from garbage to beautiful, in my opinion. So let's start with the mid-linebacker position. Last year at mid-linebacker, we had Miles Jack, who is not a middle linebacker. He needs to be... He's an outside linebacker and specifically a weak side linebacker. That is what he played in college. That's what he played great at. And and that is what he is now playing, actually. So I think he's going to flourish next year at his natural position that can just let him be athletic and great. And -hmm. and we signed Joe Schobert. Who is a great oh, cover? Oh, wonderful! I'm excited about him. He's seen some highlights from him. I'm excited. He's a great coverage linebacker, and he he knows what he's doing. Like Joe Schobert is the and middle linebacker. He'll, he'll teach. He'll teach some stuff. You know. He is the middle. He is the middle linebacker that I have that we have been waiting for that we have needed. And now let me talk about Joe Schobert real quick. Uh, last year, out of 2019. The lowest passer ratings allowed by a linebacker in 2019, you had to have 400-plus coverage snaps. Joe Schobert allowed the seventh lowest coverage rate, or passer rating, I mean, in coverage, as a 101.4. 
He got multiple interceptions last year. He can tackle, and he's just a huge improvement. We also drafted um, Quarterman to back him up. So yeah, Quarterman's great. I think Quarterman might even get some snaps as well. He's a great downhill tackler. Yeah, he's, he, yeah I'm excited. So, and then let's go to strong side linebacker. Strong side linebacker is the only side that it's not necessarily – it's it's all right. But then again, we weren't terrible there. We have Najee Good, so I think we're good. Ha, Najee Good. Um, so that's the linebacker position, and that's the defense as a whole. I think we've and improved. Yeah, last year, linebacker talking to linebackers, Miles Jack was hurt most of the season, and we were hurt there a lot. Yeah, he was that's hurt. That's why we gave up yards after yards after yards, you know? Miles Jack was act, was just not playing well until he did get hurt and went towards the end of the year, and that's when we just started getting guys off the street. But I think Miles Jack playing in his natural position, getting an actual middle linebacker, our linebacker core is going to be great next year. So if you think about it, so many improvements on the line. And people still not, like, not – and this in us and believing that we'll go 0 16 and draft Trevor Lawrence. I just can't get over that, you know. Exactly, we've improved at so many positions. I think we're sleepers. It's that simple. All right, now let's quickly get into the final topic of the day, and that is some Jags rookie thoughts and predictions. So I got I got a question. I'll, I'll bounce. We'll bounce some questions off each other. I'll start with you. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact year one? Just, just answer and give just give a quick rookie, answer reason. Rookie yeah, rookie. Out of the rookies we drafted, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact year one? And just a simple why. Okay, so first, I'm going to say if Ngakwe doesn't play and uh, Shasan, or is that how you say his name? Chasen. Chasen, Chasen, sorry. Chasen uh, plays instead. I feel like he's going to be, he's going to have the biggest impact with Allen and um, Allen and Taven Bryan and whole d-line i feel like he's gonna have the biggest impact if ngakwe does play i feel like um no just because he's a good wide receiver and i feel like he's gonna just gonna have a bigger like he he's a he's he's a tall dude and he's he can catch he's got hands i just feel like he's gonna play really good uh having shark next to him and stuff okay for me for me i'm gonna say chenault because chenault he can do so many different things. You can hand the ball off to him. You can toss it to him on a screen. You can He's tough. You can toss it to him downfield. He can do anything. Chenault is going to be a great weapon for Minshew, aside Shark. So that that's who I think is going to have the biggest impact. Who will have the least year one impact from, from the third round and up? For me, I'm going to say it's probably Chasen. Just because I do think Chasen does have to be more refined. I think he will have an impact, but I don't think he's going to have an impact as much as C.J. Henderson is going to and Chenault. So, but, and if Ngakwe plays, that's only going to lower Chasen's impact. Uh, who do you think is going to have the lowest impact out of C.J. Henderson, Chasen, um, Chenault, and that's, the, yeah, Chenault was our second round pick. And, and Devon Hamilton was our third round pick. Devon Hamilton, the defensive tackle. I think he's going to have an impact because defensive tackle stopping the run. We needed to do that. And we need to do that. From last year, we learned we see too way too many games where we've had running backs run all over us, and like, like I'm not even going to mention Tennessee Titans there, Henry. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to. Um, 
least impact. Yeah. I want to say Chenault because Chenault is he's going to show out. I just can feel it. He's going to show out. How is Chenault like, going to have the least impact if you just said he might have the most impact? I'm saying he... No, I'm saying he will. He'll have the most impact. I said I, I'm not going to say him. Oh, okay. Okay, I misheard you. Okay, continue. So I think you would lean um, to CJ Henderson then. Yeah, I think I think CJ Henderson um have the least impact out of those three. Just my opinion. Okay. For I don't I don't know. I just I just have a feeling about it. Okay, okay. So now let's go to the next question. Who was the best pick for the long run? Not not next year, just for years future, say five years down the line. Who is the best pick? I'm gonna have to go with Chenault, just because he's he's just an overall good wide receiver with great hands. It, like you can toss the ball to him, like you said, you just said that earlier, and you can do a lot of things with him. And he's just gonna be, just an, he's gonna be like Chark, and they're gonna be with us for a long time. It's just my opinion, and he's just a great wide receiver overall. Okay, so I think it's gonna be Chasen because. If you think down the line, having Chasen and Allen on on the opposite sides of each other, because Ngakwe is going to be gone in a few and after next year, so after that, I think it's going to be those two are going to be great across the line from each other. All right, let's uh, hurry through these last two questions. Who is a bad pick for me? I'm going to say it was either Daniel Thomas, the safety, or Tyler Davis, the tight end. The reason I'd say Daniel Thomas ah. is because, like I said earlier, we don't really need a safety, and then for Tyler Davis. We took him so late. I don't really know what he's gonna do with our Reaching interesting, out. with our interesting tight end position. All right, who who would Reaching you say? Out. Who would you say is the uh, bad pick? Um, I'll, I'm just gonna have to go with Daniel Thomas. I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one, just because we don't need him at all. Our safety group is chilling right now. We're we're like we're great. We didn't really need him, and he was a late round pick, so I don't think he's gonna play that much. And he's just, I don't know, we could have picked somebody else instead of him. Okay, I, yeah, that, that's another good reason. And for the final question, who was the most interesting pick, like a curveball pick? I'll let you answer this first. I'm going to have to go with, like, in the Jags or in... Out of um, the Jags picks. Well, out of the Jags picks. Oh, Jags? Okay, I'm going to have to go with Shaquille Quarterman, and I think you're going to have to, you're probably going to agree with me on this one, because... I, I didn't expect them to draft this position. I expected them would go somewhere else, draft another position. I just didn't see it coming. And plus, he was like, I don't like y'all probably heard he was from Oakley, from Jacksonville, and he played in Miami, stayed in Florida, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was the exact reason I was going to say out because I mean he was a player I did like. I thought it'd be cool if we drafted him, and I was not, but I was completely unexpecting. I never thought we'd draft him because we were finding the linebacker position. But we ended up drafting him, and when he rolled across the screen, I was like, whoa, for real? Wow. Like, that was my honest reaction, and that's why he's my most interesting pick. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast today, and hope you guys did enjoy. And uh, we'll see you guys again on Saturday. Yeah, maybe you'll have a special guest. Who knows? All All right. right. Bye. Yeah, bye. Have a good one.